Hey guys, uh, just a couple quick pieces of business here before we get started today. First off, if you're not already on the Patreon, get on there. It's $3 a month for bonus episodes every single week. And uh, if you do a year subscription, you get 10% off. So that's, I believe, $2.70 damn cents to get bonus episodes every single week. So get on there. Uh, and also, if uh, if you live in Cincinnati or Bloomington or Indianapolis, that area, I will be doing uh, some stand-up shows in town. Cincinnati, I will be at Go Bananas in their parking lot. Uh, that is October 16th. And uh, at The Comet, also an outdoor show, October 17th. So get over there. And then I'll be at The Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana on October 23rd and 24th. I think you can also watch those shows online. Go to the Comedy Addicts website for more information. And here is the show. Attention, piss freaks. Attention, piss freaks. This is your favorite guest, Tim McLaughlin. I have an important announcement. I've started a brand new podcast with Jeff Sheen, who you may remember from the Taylor Swift Lover episode of Stand By Your Band. Each week, Jeff and I explore one country at a time, funded by a hefty business loan we scam from the government. We have fan-submitted monologue jokes, we talk with our travel correspondent Dave Vagnetti, and interview the funniest comedians on the planet. New episodes available Mondays anywhere you get podcasts, and you can also watch the show on YouTube. Check out The Worldly Show with Jeff and Tim. Keep it crispy, piss freaks. I'll be touring this week. <laughs> I don't have COVID. I lost my fucking voice yelling and being a dumbass. Uh, just being too loud and laughing too much. And I lost my voice a little bit. But you know what? That's okay. Because you know what we have is another episode of Stand By Your Band for you fine people in the world. I'm Tom Dekar, the Wolf of Dog Street, here for another week, joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness. Tommy McNamara, how are you, Tommy? I'm good. I've never coughed once in my life, and I don't plan on trying. Oh, I have proof of. I have proof to the otherwise. <laughs> don't release that video. You release have. the statements. <laughs> um, we uh, we are of course joined by our guest today, Jane Harrison. How are you, Jane? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to see my Tommies, my Tommy boys on the Tom's. internet. <laughs> I'm a, frankly offended that you even said that. Um, well, we're happy to see you. Isn't the oh, yeah. Respond to that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this immediate negativity from Tom. And Tommy's that's like, right. my friend. Oh, that's the game he plays. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old can... good cop, bad cop. Just like, what do you <laughs> Tell me about your band. <laughs> like, go over there. Let's listen to the songs first. <laughs> I uh, I live. It's weird that if it weren't COVID, we could. this would have been a very easy episode to record because Jane lives literally across the backyard from me. Um, we uh, Are you flashing your lights on and off? Is that you? No, that's who the hell is that? <laughs> Somebody's flashing their lights on off. That's, that's one of the listeners. All the police. Now. <laughs> uh, that's always good to do, right? Call the police. <laughs> Tommy's always talking about how blue lives matter. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, we live in Bedside. We don't call the police no matter what. No, I'm, I'm, 
but no, you said you could see my shoulder from your very apartment. I don't mm-hmm. personally. I've been know. watching your kittens grow up for months. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I, every once in a while, I remember that you can see in here, and we don't have a good curtain situation because uh, my girlfriend likes to have plants hanging from where our curtains would go, and it's very hard to get them down. So it's mostly just an open season on seeing it in my home, and then I have to worry <laughs> consistently. Yeah. That, that could be a rear window it's at any moment. Just me. I I'm I, telling you, I'm on my fire escape maybe like forty percent of the day, and uh, I it's just me looking into your apartment. <laughs> You okay. got the telescope. That is good to know. And if you know, if I died by sniper rifle from Jane's shot, I wouldn't. I'd have lived a good life, you know. Let's talk I'm about in an incel group for women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how it started. Was a woman uh, who was just trying to meet, make a community, and instead was. Uh, That's true. Overwhelmed <laughs> by men, that. angry oh, men. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, you know what? I apologize guys. I'm in a mood. I've been doing my taxes all day and I hate it. (laughs) I'm just like drained out, but you know what? That should not impact this very podcast. Do you, do you think that's um, what Trump, when he was doing his taxes, he's like, Oh, I owe $400 million. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not doing this. (laughs) That's probably why he was, didn't want to show them to people. He's like, this is just a reminder of a really bad time. I had. (laughs) Um, I I admire you because you've followed your dreams and now your taxes are annoying. Like part of the reason that I still have a day job is because I'm just like, they just take the money out. And then at the end of the year, I I tell people, that's the best is when you can just like enter in a W-2 and then you're mm. done with your taxes. And then you're like, why does everybody bitch about taxes so much? Uh, I used to think it was so easy. I just tur- put that into TurboTax or whatever. But now, you know, we make $200 million a year on Patreon. So mm-hmm. I got to I gotta do all that paperwork. And of course, <laughs> I'm embezzling out of it and telling Tommy we only make, uh, you know, less than $400 a what month. What the hell? <laughs> I know you have like... You have like three Baptist churches that you're funneling money through. Is like a... Exactly. Uh, that's funny. And that, that, place is, that cost... is where I went. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of maintenance co- costs on a chapel. People don't mm-hmm. talk about that when they're talking about tax fraud, you know? Of course. Of course. But no, I have to do all this dumb. I have to, I have to go through and account for every day I spent last year. And also, I don't have my fucking 1099s. Because my our subletters accidentally threw them all away, <laughs> so I've had to like go back and find them all, and it's just a huge pain in my little b hole, uh, which is what I call my ass. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> you know, Tom, ten ninety nines. I'd rather hang out with ninety nine tens. Well, when you when your crimes come to fruition and you go get to go to the heaven that you're going to, I think. I think that's what's gonna happen. Ninety nine ten virgins. That's incel. And you mean ninety nine ten year olds, correct? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you sound like my roommate Tyler Snodgrass. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh probably good to say his whole name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's another pod. I'm not just gonna say Tyler. Then they're gonna be like, "Who's Tyler?" Yeah, you know? sure. he's gotta keep the people informed. Apparently a criminal of some sort that lives with Jane <laughs> plays the banjo. That's definitely a, a criminal's instrument. <clears throat> there might be some banjo in the background. I have to apologize. 
I'm I'm from Georgia, and whenever I'm on a Zoom call and there's banjo in the background, I feel like a like two on the nose. I'm like, hi, it's Jane. I'm from Georgia, and I'm about to kill you. Uh, I'm having a nice little mess call, Margarita. I'm gonna feel good in about ten minutes. I bet. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> Hopefully, it starts kicking by then. Um, anyway, uh, Jane, how is your quarantine going? Um, it's okay. Uh, I'm I in good health. I mean, you know what I mean? The, the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Not the pandemic. Yeah. Quarantine necessarily. Um, yeah. How's that? How's that? You're having, you have a job that you're cooking with now. You, you could, you were thinking about doing the podcast earlier, worried that you might get in trouble. Yeah. I, uh, I'm on probation at my job. Uh, oh, <laughs> because really? my attitude has not been good enough during uh, quarantine. And, uh, so yeah, I'm working real hard to like get back in good graces. Um, so I can continue to have a job. Um, and yeah, it's been fine. I've had, you know, I've had money and, uh, comfort, so I'm doing great. No one I know has been sick or died. I'm, you know, very, very lucky. Hell yeah. I, um, when I was working in an office, I once, literally did a podcast by going i have to go to the bathroom and then i called in and did an hour-long podcast <laughs> as a guest it was like a podcast about the cubs and I, the whole time i was so stressed out that someone was gonna come in like screaming at me <laughs> i have to go to the bathroom <laughs> did you say it really obviously did you like stand up and you're like excuse me i have to go to the bathroom and then like leave <laughs> Yeah, I, usually well, I just go to the bathroom at jobs. <laughs> I love like a lot of people have the move where they like they don't go to the bathroom in the morning until they get to work because they're like, I'm I'm going to the bathroom on company time. Mm-hmm. But to schedule your <laughs> podcast this is a whole new thing. <laughs> I like the idea that it was your idea to do then. You're like, I got the oh, yeah. perfect time for us to record this podcast. I was never a good employee. <laughs> I'm technically supposed to be in surgery right now. I'm a physician. I don't know if a lot of people do that, but I always go, Oh, oh, I forgot my scalpel. And then I run off and do this. Show. So if I ever seem hurried or or distracted from the show, that's what is the case. I'm uh letting someone's uh body be cut open and stay in the air. Anyway, uh, we have such a show today. We're talking about a band that a lot of you, I'm sure, have a lot of opinions on. And that band is Franz Ferdinand. And Woo! Uh, this is a band <laughs> that I, I didn't even think about the fact that they would be hard to get information about. Because a lot of the Googles, even if you Google like Franz Ferdinand sucks it still brings up the fucking arch too. Like it somehow still is not the first Google result. Uh, and another thing I just want to get in front of it immediately. Cause I'm going to be honest. I didn't know a lot about this band. And in fact, should I be saying Franz Ferdinand? I don't even know. Uh, how do you, I, it's always been Franz Ferdinand to me. That's, That's what I always heard. Friends. I knew the hits. I knew, I of course knew uh, Take Me Out. And I think I knew, listen to this playlist and some of their other stuff. I was like, oh, I've heard some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I kind of left it at that one song and I did like it, but I didn't know a lot about them. And reading about them, I'm realizing uh, a lot of people love them. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's their very beloved band and they may not fit the fucking thing, but you know what? We're going to have a nice time talking about them. So I don't want to hear. Well, shit fucking fine, Tom. Never mind. No, I feel like. No, I, I'm like, saying. I, 
I just am getting in front of it. I don't want to hear shit from the listeners. I don't want to hear any kind of guff. Because I did find that a lot of people... The the biggest points of contention I found uh, with this band were that people will argue like, oh, the Strokes did it first. Or there's like a lot of people argue... The, the tweets I found about them were like, no, Franz Ferdinand sucks. Modest Mouse is good. Like the, I think it's more like people feeling they like they're being attacked as a fan mm-hmm. base, and so they lash out at this band that sure. I think is very good. Like I think that they are just a good band. And uh, I mean, Pitchfork gave them a nine point one, and uh, they oh, like wow. them. So that's rare for us to deal with. But I'm just getting out in front of it. They might be very liked, but we're still going to have a good time talking about it. And they also kind of seem like assholes. So <laughs> I don't know. Let's. Uh, I think let's I, if I can explain my thought process and why yes. I thought this would be a good <laughs> stand by your band, Perfect. is that to me, I think they are panned as something that is very indicative of a certain time. I think that like they seem like, like they are just the kind of like, tweeness and the like imagery and the like cut out illus- Victorian illustrations is very 2002 mm-hmm. and like I feel like it they get derided with that entire you know like oh it was the shins and the you know Franz Ferdinand's and the you know the modest mouses mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. which was a big part of my like teenage years but then also like it, it, it doesn't like stick in your idea of like a great band, but man, they fucking slap, dude. I'm fucking <laughs> sure. sure. Well, that's I think like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tommy. I was going to say that they're so evocative of that time period that in, I don't know if you read this thing, but in gone girl and Gillian Flynn's gone girl, absolutely. Um, they're talking yeah. about like a hip Brooklyn party in 2003. And she says the song playing on the radio is take me out by Franz Ferdinand. Like that's how she established 2003. Yeah. Cool and party. The, yes. What's funny is I was reading some interview. It was either on the guardian or uh, rolling stone where they bring that up to, uh, What's the guy's name that, that uh, Alex. Oh, I've lost it? Um, Alex is the singer. What's that? The lead singer. Uh, I've, now I've forgotten his damn name and my thing is uh, not loading. Um, oh, this is something else I wanted to read. Damn it. I had a whole thing <laughs> pulled up here and I had it. I've Googled this man's name 50 times today and I have lost it. And it is, of course, Alex Capranos, like you said, Alex. Yes. Um, <laughs> What about a show on HBO where it's the, about the family of this guy and it's called <laughs> The Capranos? <laughs> the ending really pisses everybody off. How about that? There's a Scottish version of The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like that, Jane? Would that entertain you? <laughs> Why did you turn into Jack Nicholson? <laughs> Would you like that? Oh, would that that'd be the sort of you? shit that would entertain you. <laughs> From now on, no more Gabagool. It's Haggis. <laughs> <laughs> Take me out to Carmine's. <laughs> What's the name of the restaurant? I can't remember now. Um, anyway, uh, I was reading an interview where they bring that up to him. He, He's like, uh, they get uh, categorized as like art school rock um guess who went to art school right right this one. <laughs> jane 
Now, see, Jane, I would think you would be more into Maroon 5. And <laughs> do you know why? Is that true? <laughs> Oh, oh! I know what's happening. Here. A whole album of songs about Jane. I mean, <laughs> you're not as narcissistic as I thought you were. <laughs> J.K. Uh, that sucks. There's too many know. songs with my name in the title, or as the focus, and they're all pretty solid. So, yeah, you guys do you like the Bare Naked Ladies song, Jane? I do. Hell yeah! All right. I, I made a song. playlist on iTunes in high school or like middle school that were all songs where my name was the title, and I listened to all of them, and they're pretty good. What are some other ones? I can Jane only says. Ah. I don't like that one. Oh, um, I love that song. Uh, there's a Jane by Ben Folds Five. Oh, that's, that's a, a great one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A guy just hit on me on Hinge with that song today. He was wow. like, I love that song. Yeah. So, How'd that go? And he is a sketch comedian, so I've been holding <gasps> off on writing him back. Oh, my God. Is it Dana Carvey? <laughs> it is Dana Carvey. <laughs> you, you legally have to tell us if it's Dana Carvey. <laughs> um, I did the turtle impression <laughs> back to him. <laughs> right back at you with that turtle impression. Um, <laughs> no, I would say like... Uh, this this uh, this uh this writer this journalist uh, brought up to him that he they were mentioned in Gone Girl, and he of course had never read it or seen it because he was like oh it's a bestseller so he he's they were like oh it's like a little below him or something and uh, then he was like why is that important and then they were like oh because it's just a, how do you feel about it being referenced in there? And he was like kind of grossed out by the idea that they would be mentioned like that. But it's, it's because it was, it's a thing where they changed directions into more pop punk. I think is what I was reading about. I didn't listen to the new album stakes. I just listened to the playlist you gave us, but um, did you, what's the, are you still into their new stuff? No, they did the thing. It's not bad. It's just like they did that thing that a lot of bands did from that time where they suddenly got into like disco dance, which I don't hate mm. disco dance, but it's like not what I come to them for. It's like when I was like 12 and 13, Franz Ferdinand and the Yeah Yeahs were like the first bands that I were like my bands. They weren't like CDs my brother had given me or anything uh and and was not destiny's child or like in sync it was like my first like uh i'm angry and horny like that first <laughs> you know hit of that and uh and so that's and then like yeah yeah, yeah eventually went more into that disco kind of like it's blitz angle and then only like last year franz ferdinand kind of started or two years ago started moving into this you know more electronic angle and i'm like no i want your bass lines i want your fucking raspy guitars i want that kick drum like sure. what are you doing <laughs> like it's so be what i want the, to hear <laughs> described like that type of way because like that is how i feel when i watch tommy's comedy and listen to his album <laughs> get that piano out of here <laughs> i say angry and horny and uh that's i can't stop listening to it but <laughs> That's how I feel. Let's um, let's go ahead and hear a song just to just to kick us off. Why don't we start with "Take Me Out" because that's the one that's, that if they yeah. don't know anything else, they'll know that. That's what yeah, I was not. thinking. Also, let's and you'll. I mean, you know it. You definitely know it. It's. 
got the slow build, very slow. a classic hook just like undeniably classic hook it's so good, so good. <clears throat> so good. and it's got that like there's just like very few good stomp it out songs in the world like i know it was a big hit but it felt weird to me that that, that someone like them would have a big hit like that mm-hmm. if that makes sense sure no listen to the rest of it that make that totally makes sense i i mean i love this song this was a guitar hero song i believe and mm. i really loved it it was it felt so fun to play on that and uh i don't know why i didn't get more into them after hearing this like i really liked it and uh it's it's just great um alex uh Cabrano says uh this, so the song compares lovers to snipers aiming at each other the lyrics begin if you're lonely uh you know i'm here waiting for you i'm just across here i'm just a shot away from you and he told enemy it's about how you'd rather be shot than continue the tension. Damn. Uh, so, so good. Um, wow. I just put that together. I've been thinking that take me out was like, take me on a date this whole time. I did not <laughs> think that it was kill me. I mean, I, it probably could be, you know, as I've a, always a, thought a take me later. out was just like, why do you, you should fucking take me on a date, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> I thought it was about from the perspective of food during a pandemic and how you're not supposed to eat in the restaurant. <laughs> That's true. The food is sitting there on the plate going, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Take me out. Take me out. <laughs> uh, I think this is like a great establishment of what their tone is and like how that it's always had that. Like it's just about, it's like any kind of, when you were sorry when you were in like a french class or like an, a, a a high school language class and everything was about going to the discotheque do you remember like do you recall this like kind of scenario where everything about european teens was like mm. and you're going to the party and you've got like <laughs> it's all that in my brain is just two eight like 16 year olds at a party being like oh the tension's high and we're gonna make out and i know it like uh so perfect i remember uh, i was in a french class once and i didn't know how to say glass of wine in french in french so i said un carafe du vin and the teacher was like oh look at you drinking a whole carafe and i was like i just don't know the word (laughs) i'm not cool is that what turned you into such a booze bag (laughs) (laughs) you must live up to what i said you were like no i meant that (laughs) here i'll drink it right now (laughs) 
She was like, Tommy, no. You're like, no, I'll do it. <laughs> <As a child>. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we should um, actually take a quick break because we do. I, I want to get to Jared's voicemail because I'm very curious what he has to say about about this. Um, I have no idea. So I'm excited to hear it. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Stand By Your Band. All right, we're back on Stand By Your Band. We got a freaking hot voicemail to play. I'm Tommy, you're going to be shocked by this. Hmm. Guess the length of this uh, voicemail from Jared. I'm going to say about six to eight minutes. <laughs> he did a full 25. This is a feature set. <laughs> There's um, an audience. <laughs> uh, no. This, so There's audio footnotes in the bottom. It's the tightest one I think he's ever done. Uh, wow. And I'm really excited to hear it. Uh, if you don't know, if you're new to the show, first of all, I'm very sorry that uh, I have been... Uh, off my game, man. Um, <laughs> it's a good episode, though, nonetheless. And um, <laughs> it's a my love as a, a podcast guest is when the host is like, "Yeah, this one sucks. You're great, but it's gonna be no, fine." You Don't guys worry. are great. I suck. Is <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm in tax mode. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm killing it. <laughs> you see, Tom last night. He went tax mode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, if you're new to the segment though, this is, uh, our friend and foe of the, uh, of the show, Jared Thompson, the owner of the comedy attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, where I will be October 23rd and 24th. Uh, they're doing online shows too. So check it out on comedyaddict.com If you aren't in Bloomington or if you just don't feel like leaving your home, um, he leaves his thoughts on the podcast every week. He's our resident snob. And so I'm very curious what he'll have to say about this band. So without further ado, here is Jared Thompson on Franz Ferdinand. What's up, y'all? It's this week's he went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Franz Ferdinand. Um, I don't really have a ton to say here. I think that we all sort of dabbled in listening to this band. And I, I know I did just for a little while. And they're just... I know Tom and probably Tommy both hate when you're like, well, this band doesn't need to be, I just don't think that people care about this. Like, I know that's, that's worse. I feel like, because at least with a terrible band, like red hot chili peppers, it's like, there is sort of room for conversation about how bad or good they are. I feel like with Franz Ferdinand, it's like, nobody gives a shit at all. Like it's not even so, I mean, again, I'm sure some of the songs are like, okay. Uh, I haven't listened to them in, you know, at least 10 years. So I have no idea what they've been up to, but anyway, sorry, this was lame. All right. Bye. <laughs> so there's two, there's two emotions I have right off the bat. And I do want to hear your shame. What I want to say is I feel vindicated for my warning up top, but also I do think I should. I wish we had played this earlier almost so that it gave a, it like now we have fire to work with because I disagree with him. And Jane, I'm sure you do too. They are better than what he's giving them credit for. They're not just like, meh, they're good. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think that that's the thing is that he he's pointing out that people are like, who cares? I believe that they are a pretty great band. Like, I think they're a solid hitting band. I think like most of the songs on most of their albums are 
bangers or at least super solid. And like everyone's like, oh yeah, they had that hit and then, you know, whatever. Like it's just like, oh, the 2000s. You remember yeah. those? Oh, and a lot of people, when I was Googling them, it was like a look into 2004. Like it's a lot of people do think of them as an 04 band and that's it or whatever. And I will say this is one of the few bands that I, I was playing the playlist in our apartment and Antonio was singing along to it. Like she was really into it. And I was like, oh shit, you know these songs? And she was like, yeah, I loved this album. And so I think they do. I think a lot of people do give a shit. And uh, I'm curious, Tommy, what's your background with this band? Uh, I, I have one one personal story about Franz Ferdinand, uh, which is there was a, when I was in like maybe seventh or eighth grade around that time, so early two thousands, uh, right right in the thick of it. Uh, there was a girl I was in love with, and we talked about music a lot. And one time she burned me the Franz Ferdinand their first album which I thought was her saying that she loved me too. And it turned out she was just <laughs> wanted to have a shared interest, but still I'll always think of this band <laughs> in association to that girl. And I'm going to assume just given how I've also gone through similar things here, did you get super into the album? Oh, of course. <laughs> You're like, Oh, I'm going to talk this girl's ear. I'm going to be a bigger fan than even she. That's then, what women love. They love that. You're like, no, actually, it's actually like so it. nice. <laughs> Do you know what I would give for a guy to like be like, I listened to that band you really like, and I have thoughts on it, and it's not dismissive of your opinion, you know, if it wasn't that. But you know, like it would be nice if they'd be like, I do I tried that band you say is good. That would my heart so yeah. nice. <laughs> but yeah, I I love that first album. I think it's great. And then, you know, I I kind of it, at this point in my life, you know, fifteen years removed from that or whatever, it's like I still think of them as the take me out band, but then when you sent over these songs, I was like, Oh, I think I literally know every single one of these songs. And I like them all too. So but excited to keep listening. They were also in a lot of video games, like a lot of, Yes. Um, they were always in like Madden or whatever. They were, there's one of those bands, like the bravery, like random bands that just always pop up in video games. That always blows my mind with the like, with like bravery or like arcade fire or whatever bands that are in like a Madden game. Cause you're like, what guy at EA was like, you know what? We really need to get in these effeminate Scottish rock boys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just smashing men's bodies together. But this song is like hard like that a little bit. Or it's like a shot. Then you will die. Like it's, it's great. It's uh, it fits better than you'd think it would, but it is like a thing. Like you're saying, then you, if you're a hardcore Madden fan who goes from hearing, I guess I'm I'm thinking of NASCAR where they have three days grace, but like the sort of like rock or rap that they play in those in the in Madden specifically, and then you look up Franz Ferdinand and start um listening to more, you're like, uh, I don't think this is fits what I thought it was at all. What's wild is in MLB the show they played car seat headrest. Wow. It's like those games. I think they know they're like, oh, some people play this game who just want to hear good music and uh, or like a certain they, they go very broad. And like in the new mm-hmm. 2K, there's some weird soft rock shit that I was like, what is this for the <laughs> game? It's so weird. And I, I really want to like, know how they compile those playlists dude, so badly. Really, I wish we could. I wonder if we could find the person like the 
the music supervisor video game music and like talk to them because that would be interesting uh i'm I'm also curious about that there's like six songs from um uh tony Hawk pro skater four or two that i like have like dirty by red man is just in my head forever just like let's get dirty (laughs) it's playing the spooky neighborhood absolutely um Let's go ahead and listen to another song while we're here. Yeah, this one I think sets up what one thing that I definitely want to talk about. So let's play this one. Is I, I didn't go oh, do you did you have an order of that you want to go? Because is Michael oh, I did it. I thought, talking about? Michael, yeah. Let's, let's play hear, a little yeah, bit of that's Michael. What I figured. Okay, let's hear Michael. This is from the same album as uh, Take Me Up. That's Michael, all right. Tell us that is to me like that is the thing about this band is that they are gay-ish and for girls. So it's like <laughs> rock for girls, and it has a really like female perspective and a like kind of a gender bending perspective that wasn't super accessible in like a two thousand two to like twelve year old girls in Georgia to mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah make out with that boy on the dance floor boys yeah horny i love it like that's you know it's all of their music and i think i noticed when i was selecting the songs every time i've gotten laid it's because i've been acting like a girl from a franz ferdinand song like it's always Uh, been (laughs) i'm like smoking a cigarette outside of a bar and i have like a lipstick and i'm like flashing my eyes at somebody is you know the way that it works and it's I just love whatever kind of world they live in where like everybody is at a party and you're looking at somebody and you're like, we are going to fuck. There are other songs that are like, we're breaking up. Those aren't my favorite, but I really like the, um, the like kind of back and forth gender bender kind of stuff that they do. Sure. So this song uh, has inspired a lot of talk about a lot of people were like, Oh, this guy is gay. And which is not the fact he openly said, I'm, I'm not gay and it's irrelevant. Like he doesn't care if people think that, but he just openly, he just like confirmed he's not gay or whatever, but I searched uh, Franz Ferdinand gay and (laughs) 
that's how we do research on this show, Jane. Um, <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole thread on R on Reddit slash R gay. <laughs> not like, R France Ferdinand, which is where I thought you were going to be. Not R France Ferdinand. No, it's on R gay, and uh, it's it's the thread was France Ferdinand is a gay band, and I thought it was going to be somebody making like when i saw that i was like oh this is somebody making fun of france Verde, but it was the opposite it was somebody going like as a gay man this is music that i like because it's it's very it's exactly what you're talking about it's very like gender bendy it, they're not they don't seem to care about whether or not they're perceived as gay or not like it doesn't really matter and also the lyrics are like to me they're like super like dramatic and snarky and very like gay like they're very like like this is where i'll be so heavenly so come and dance with me like it's like so like what are you doing come over here i'm gonna i'm devastated if you leave me like they're very ironic in that like level of of are you gonna leave me are you gonna make out with me and it's the only thing i need Mm -hmm. so so what I found is uh, that this is about one of the band's friends who was drunk and ended up dancing with a man. And uh, in live performances, uh, the lyrics, come and dance with me, come and dance with me. Uh, so come and dance with me are repeated throughout the song, mostly leading into the chorus. However, at a live performance uh, recorded at the Amsterdam Paradiso in 2003, He's saying, come and dance with me, come and dance with me. So come all over me. Damn. He's a nasty ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's just, it's like, he, he just leaned into it being uh, very erotic, uh, very homoerotic is what, what I'm saying, I guess. Um, yeah, the, a lot of people a lot of people commented on this song. And uh, somebody on the Facebook, we'll get to the Facebook later, so I'm not even going to comment on it. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, enemy uh, reviewer Anthony Thornton wrote that while Michael may appear to be a frank exploration of homoeroticism, really it's just Alex Capranos playing at sexual roles in the same way Morrissey did 20 years ago. I think the subversion of gender works perfectly to add intrigue to the song. If the object of the song was called Mary, for example, it'd still be a great track to dance to, but somehow having the male lead singer singing to Michael adds other layers of meaning uh i love that i think that's i think that's very fun and i think it's also like i think we all know guys who would like karaoke who will if they're singing a song from oh it's maybe from a woman's perspective they'll change the pronouns so (laughs) that they don't sound gay when they're when they're singing yeah so lame so it's nice to hear somebody doing the exact opposite of that i i really enjoy that well i feel like it's so many like even to to for male songwriters to write from like either a female perspective or to write a song like about a guy is so like i, I remember i was listening to a song exploder about the national sea of love Oh, you are I know you guys. speaking my language right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big old national fan. I wish that you guys would finally talk about it, but I know that they're too <laughs> beloved. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but, we, we've spent enough time on the Patreon talking about them. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, if they, next time they have like an anniversary coming up, if you want to come on and do that on the Patreon, we'd love it. Because I would love a little... Me and Kevin uh, Lobkovich are huge national fans, and uh, 
talk about them a lot on the show. I, I love the national. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, me too. And like listening to him talk about sea of love, uh, Matt Beringer, I was just corrected recently by somebody. I'm that wasn't right, but I it's always fuck it up. I think I thought it was Matt Berninger or Berninger. I used to think it was Behringer, and then I listened to him on comedy bang bang and heard it said a certain way that I was like, Oh, I had no idea, and I love this band. <laughs> now it's completely gone in my head. There's no way for me to ever get it right. But he was talking about like that he wrote uh Sea of Love and he wrote, Hey Joe, uh sorry I hurt you, and he wrote it like the um uh my brain is saying stevie wonder and that's not right what i'm thinking of is the guitarist jimmy hendrix sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh jimmy hendrix like hey joe and he was gonna rewrite it as a woman then he was like why would i rewrite it as a woman and i always heard that song as joe like a woman like with J-O, the nickname me joe too. yeah yeah but it's it's actually like he was like there's no reason for me to like rewrite this as a male as a female character and I just was like that's so like interesting that it's taken male like songwriters so long and female songwriters so long to be like oh I don't have to talk to a member of the oppor- opposite sex when I'm writing a love song like it's fucking re- like yeah, it redundant and ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, hey Joe, I sorry I hurt you, but they say love is a virtue, don't they? I love that song. Oh, God damn. All right. Uh, I, I don't want to get on a national. Kick. Let's talk national. No, we can't. Uh, we can't do that. Uh, I do want to read a couple things about the band real fast uh, before sure. we play the next song. Um, I found a few things. One thing I found was uh, a review. This is on thestranger.com, which I suppose is a site where this is in Seattle. And uh, Portland, I think, where people just write anonymous things to fuck with each other. I don't know. Or maybe this was just a random, like... The Stranger was where, um, yeah, it was a big big local paper in in Portland. That's what I thought. Yeah, so this must be an op-ed in there. And this was in Seattle. That's why, uh, which is why say that but um this is from anonymous and they said even franz ferdinand hates you and it says to the seven foot tall asshole at franz ferdinand on june 8th you stink i hate you yeah you the one guy with the ugly face and the ugly pants i was the one who tried to get past you to get closer to nick mccarthy and you're the jerk that pushed me back but pushing me wasn't enough was it no, you had to pull my hair. Oh my god! And tell me you're Jesus. gonna fuck me up. <laughs> and what the hell were you doing standing the in the front anyway? Don't you know that you're seven feet tall, freak? <laughs> Even when oh your friends god. thought you were an asshole, <laughs> as they watched in disbelief, karma will fucking get back to you. How you ask? In the form of a freak car accident, a brain tumor. <laughs> A blistering combination of scabies and genital warts? Just you wait. Oh, FYI, I talked to Nick McCarthy after the show, and I told him about your dumbass stunt, and he agrees that you're an ass, and he can't believe that you're one of his fans, or that one of his fans is such a prick, and now he hates you. Ha, ha, ha. But Jane, when you wrote that, tell it, take us what you were going through. Tell us what you saw, what you felt when you saw Shaquille O'Neal. Well, Shaq knows his his levels and he knows his space, mm-hmm. you know, so he should be aware of the people around him. 
And I know, you know, he gets angry and pulling a woman's hairs is never acceptable. And when I forced my way backstage after the show <laughs> and fell on top of Nick and I said, there was a guy back there and he tried to pull my hair and he wouldn't let me get close to you. He was like seven feet tall. He just, you know, he was like, what a prick. And, you know, I like I felt like vindicated and I, you know, I had to write in to let this person know that they're a dick and they should, you know, cut their legs off or sit in a wheelchair or something. <laughs> you know, what's fucked up, Jane. I omitted some facts from this and uh, it was actually a seven foot tall woman. So how do you feel about that? Oh, wow. Um, I apologize. Um, violence <laughs> against women is never the answer. Sure a man. I'm certain it was a man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't say anywhere that it was a man, but I was thinking that I was like, it was just Grace Jones. It's just just that pulled this lady's hair. That's insane. They're going to fuck me up. Uh, is the writer a, fe- a woman? Like, is, is that for sure? I would have to imagine, but again, anonymous. So maybe not. I, think I don't know. That sounds like the whining of a man. Hair, whenever you hear somebody's <laughs> gotten their hair pulled, it sounds like. Uh, oh, you say it sounds like the writing of a woman. No, it sounds like the whining of a man to be like, <laughs> I talked to Nick, and he said that he hates you. Like that's yeah. just so. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're we're talking about gender fluidity today on the podcast, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but I definitely read it as a, as a woman writing about a man, but I'm not certain. Uh, but either way, if you pull a guy's, if you pull a lady's hair as a man, it feels way worse than if that's another woman. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm praying that that's a woman, but. You don't see a lot of seven foot tall women, and I I have to believe that this is true. This is a seven foot tall person, but I just loved the animosity in that. The it also is like <laughs> I love imagining the like a Seattle. What year was that written? Two thousand four, like P. Yeah, like a two thousand four Seattle Franz Ferdinand concert attendee. I'm imagining is a very particular kind of person. Yes. And the idea of them just getting like into a tussle with the seven foot person is very funny. Damn. I also had some tweets I was going to read, but I lost the Twitter. Uh, So let's move on. Have you seen them live, Jane? I've not. It was on my bucket list for a very long time. I missed a basement show, a surprise basement show that they did in San Francisco uh, once. That would have been cool. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) That is brutal. Um, they seem like they'd be really fun to see live. I feel like that would be a great time. Anything to dance to at a show, it's like super fun. Are you a big dancer? Do you do you like going out and just dancing it up? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I Yeah, like I, I love I've seen the national a couple of times, but yeah. I've seen the national a couple of times and I love seeing them, but it's also like a very like you're just like standing like, yeah, this mm-hmm. sounds sad. I love it. <laughs> so sad. Shane Torres and I went to see the National and Prospect Park last summer and it well, rained the whole show. Uh, I you were at that show? Night, which I, stood, I sat outside and my buddy who was inside, because in Prospect Park, it's nice because you can sit on this hill and just bring your own beers and hang out. And me and Kevin and uh, and Connor Delianti all did this, and uh, it was a great time. And then uh, I was kind of like, "Man, we should have just bought the tickets and gone in." But it was also sold out. 
but apparently it was a train wreck how they handled it and like the line it was hard to get in and even if you had tickets and then it was like not the best situation anyway and then my buddy who was in it was like honestly it sounds like you had a better time just standing on the the hill but maybe he was just being nice but uh we had a great time but i was thinking like this is not a dancing band this is a band no Think about what you've done wrong in this world since you. Uh, <laughs> it was just like it, I was with Shane, and it was like pouring rain on us at the end of the show, and it was already dark and like lightninging, and like Shane was in his like jean jacket, and I had like a poncho on, and I was like, "Do you want it?" And he was like, "No," and he was just like, like so in his feelings, like it's like sitting, standing in the mud, <laughs> letting the rain in. <laughs> like i hope you're okay buddy i I know it's been a rough year shane would be in the same place in a at a fun concert uh band fun 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 period um (laughs) let's listen to another song here and uh keep this thing trucking along uh let's hear do you want to Do you want to? Oh shit! Start it back up. Great song. That's great uh, song. That's on a different album. That's on. Uh, wait, what's the name? Of this? They both say France Ferdinand on the cover without another word. <laughs> what the hell is that? One? Domino or is that the label they were on? That's the label. Um, yeah. Are they? Are both albums called France? You could have had it so much better. What do you, you mean? Could have had it so much better. That's what. <laughs> oh, the second album. <laughs> Tom, you really I thought you were doing that as a bit. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you seem so offended. I've never no, like I wasn't like, even offended. moved I was back like, on oh, you shit, at all. I you could have done better, Tom. And you're like, what? Why? No, here's the thing, Jane. That's not a that's not about me being sensitive. That is about the way that the guests have treated me in episodes past <laughs> about the part of the song I pick or some bullshit like that. As if they don't have the opportunity to give me timestamps. And you know what? Fuck everybody who's ever been on this show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Except for I'm me. Going. That makes me number one. Number one. I'm, I'm the number one guest now. Everybody else is a fucking asshole. I'm talking about maybe 2.5 people. Uh, <laughs> no, just two and a half uh, men? What's that? <laughs> It was the two and a half men we had them. That's on. right. We was <laughs> we, I regret having that. Wait, Ashton or Charlie? Episode. You know it was Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> if we could get Ashton, we'd call it the Ashton episode. Although <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> oh, the other guy on that show, I just remembered he followed me at some point. What's the What's the other John guy? Cryer. Yeah. Yeah. Ducky. Yeah, I don't know if he still does. He might have. Yeah, uh, on John Cryer would be a good name for a national fan. 
<laughs> I know that's right. Your Dick Joes and Tom Criers. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen this video for Do You Want To? I have not. Yes, it's them at the art gallery, correct? Yeah, they're like an art gallery party. But So someone in the Twitter, uh, Tim Claridge, said he called it the scariest video since Thriller. So I put it on. <laughs> On, on mute uh, while we were listening to it and it is very um, unsettling because it's this art gallery party but there's also these women that you think are mannequins and boy are they not mannequins <laughs> <laughs> and they're all wearing the same outfit and they all start out in the same bed together there's a lot going on in this video very very arty he's artsy yeah. yeah it's like arty but it's also like we're at the art show and we're messing around like it's got yeah. it's just like Everything European smushed together yes. for like a hundred years. Like it's like totally. you got the Cold War, you've got sixties mod, you've got like quadrophenia, you've it's like everything sure. about the UK all at once. Like yes. the Beatles messing up the show and the four <laughs> of them in striped shirts. Oh no, <laughs> you know. It is the most European ever. That's a great call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and hear some more songs. Uh, and then we got to get to this Facebook as well. Cause people were popping off in the Facebook. So let's go ahead and hear the fallen. So along with uh, Modest Mouse, the other group of people I saw getting annoyed with Franz Ferdinand was um, Arctic Monkey fans, uh, Arctic Monkeys fans. Because th- and that song is the first time I was like, they do sound a lot like uh, mm-hmm. like the Arctic Monkeys. Like That's a very Arctic Monkeys-ish sound. Tommy, you're a big Arctic Monkeys guy. What are your yeah? Favorite? They were they were one of my favorite bands, but until I, I also read that um, people putting them against each other, I never would have thought to do that at the time or now. You know, it does sound a little similar, but it's also just yeah, you know, UK <laughs> indie rock from the, the same ten years. So it's like it should sound a little like you know. Yeah, the By Strokes the way, comparison, I don't get it all but like i do like that there was like a weird kind of like rock british invasion with like 
the Arctic Monkeys and them. And there's another one that I can't remember right now, but it was like NME was like kind of a thing for a minute in the US and then it like disappeared. But there was one like, that uh, I saw kept coming up. And by the way, Tommy, UK? Um, <laughs> UK? Uh, all right. It was on the Facebook uh, um, that I'm pretty sure a couple people made comparisons to this this one band that I had not, I had not heard of. So I don't want to uh, act like I know also my Facebook on the new Facebook sucks. And I know that uh, people don't love Facebook as it is. Maybe we should just go all the way to fucking Twitter because when yeah. I try to pull Facebook on my phone now, it sucks. Um, it, or not, not on my phone. I mean, on my computer, I like doing both because yeah. there's some people who follow us on Facebook just for that. And there's some people on Twitter uh, just for that. So um, I don't want to alienate either side, but if uh, we can nudge people. You have to choose between people who use Facebook or people who still use Twitter. And I don't think uh, we should do that. <laughs> I don't think we should be <laughs> I don't think beggars can be choosy. Um, Send in a TikTok with what you think about everything. <laughs> Make it really funny. <laughs> Only 12 year olds. <laughs> Damn, now I've lost it. Damn, I'm so annoyed. Hashtag Franz Ferdinand challenge. Hashtag stand by your band. Take the uh, drink, a, drink a gallon of milk or whatever and then say what you think about Franz Ferdinand. They are like, I listening to the songs, I'm like, really, like, there's not much to talk about with the songs because they do have one lane and they stay in that lane and mm-hmm. it, they don't take big swings is like mm-hmm. the thing. But I still like it. It's like McDonald's. It's like something consistently good. And there's yeah. so few bands that have like a thing they do and they do it in slightly different ways. And you can really fill up an album that way. Yes, for sure. You know, I thought it was on the Facebook. I think it was on a thread that I was reading and now I can't, I cannot find it. I'm so annoyed. Some kind of phantom thread, you say? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> uh, ooh, somebody... Also, Pharrell of ripping off Franz Ferdinand uh, for Paloma Faith. I don't know, no lawsuits. So, but uh, I think Franz Ferdinand's Alex Capranos believes so. So there you go. Um, let's see here. Did Franz Ferdinand rip off LA band Foot Village? I don't think they did. <laughs> Any band <laughs> named Foot Village? I think uh, probably that was Tarantino's not. band, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Foot Video Village. <laughs> I don't know where this thread was. And now I have too many things pulled up here where I don't think I'm going to find it. So I give up and uh, that's fine. <laughs> Who needs it? Let's hear another song before we go to break. And then uh, we'll be back with a uh, little more music and also some Facebook comments. So here's Know You Girls from Franz Ferdinand. Your eyes are mine and then hit me Hit 
get to know you. that song i love that song um it might be my favorite of them now that like take me out's obviously the one i know the most but i think that one gets me going the most yeah that one's a good karaoke tune i've done that one Mm. at karaoke oh yeah um those drum fills are just fucking nice man it's just like there's not, nothing to worry about while you're listening to Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> they, um, there was one fact I wanted to get out before I forgot, and we go on to the, the Facebook and everything, um, that I just thought was so early 2000s, which is uh, when the bass player, um, I forget his first name, Hardy, met uh, Capranos in Glasgow, he apparently disgusted the front man with a string of dead baby jokes. And if that's not the most early 2000s thing <laughs> you've ever heard in Perfect. your life... <laughs> It reminded me of our first meeting, Tommy. <laughs> I was disgusted by your mini 9-11 tales. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not jokes. <laughs> tales. Uh, no, it's, uh, all right, let's go. To- you have like a Rashomon. Was it when there's like all the different perspectives? Oh, something? Rashomon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a Rashomon version of 9-11 that you just tell all your friends. Hey, if you've got six hours, let me... <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back. We have one more song. I did find the band I was free talking about, and we'll be back with the uh, the Facebook. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we are back with some more Stand by Your Band. We of course have the Facebook coming up, and we have one more song to get to, and maybe some more songs because some people posted things in the comments that I thought were interesting to listen to. Perhaps I did find the band I was looking for. And it was in the Facebook. Uh, multiple people claimed that a lot of people would like this band if they hadn't already heard of this other band. And I had never heard of this other band, but apparently there's a band called Band of Four hmm. who a lot of people think this band is ripping off. I also always kind of feel like this is dumb. Like anytime people are like, oh, that band's actually just ripping off this other band and you listen to the other band oh gang of four i'm sorry gang of four uh is the name of the band so i kind of want to listen to a song from gang of four and just see if we can feel what these people are talking about Do the pepsi challenge yeah yeah i love gang of four but they're from the 70s it's like you can't Mm. rip you rip off it's influences just play yes. it well it's, it's kind of like stupid. when people say the thing about vampire weekend ripping off paul simon where it's like mm-hmm. it's at some point it's just influence and yeah that's just what it's gonna be and we i would personally i like listening to, to vampire weekend more than i like listening to paul simon so it's like how can you claim 
this is just a not like a cheap knockoff when actually in a lot of ways it's more evolved and obviously some people would hate me saying that because they'll they'll be like well Paul Simon's one of the greatest of all time and I agree but like I still really like Vampire Weekend so what do you do with that uh, there's also something where like over time like these bands take what was cool about that last band and then distill it down like Gang of Four is good but like through the lens of Franz Ferdinand you've got this very specific consistent version of Gang of Four yeah let's wow Gang of Four has been cooking for a long ass time though damn they have an album in 2020 um that's wild but yeah you're right for they're from uh the 70s so let's hear their first album entertainment um wait do they have that one song no uh all right i'm just gonna pick a random song here see if it sounds like uh the very band we're talking about You know what? I totally hear it. Fuck. <laughs> Changed my mind. That actually Absolutely was the wrong. most it could have been like. <laughs> I hear the bass heavy like. Uh, no, of course, it doesn't matter. But that, that is. It also sounds like more like Arctic I'm Monkeys to me. <laughs> Uh, all right. I I hear the comparison. It also doesn't matter. Like I said, I just don't. Um, I think doing that in 2004, and maybe this band was still going chugging along, but it seems like they took quite a break. And coming from that time, if you can evolve the sound, uh, you're you're doing fine. Um, we have one more song here on the playlist. Let's hear it, and then we'll we'll go to the rest of the Facebook comments. So this is a song called "What She Came For." Are you playing that Gang of Four song again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it does sound a lot like actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song a lot. 
And I liked it more when fucking Gang of Four did it. (laughs) 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 No, that was uh, that was fun. Jane, any background to the song? Uh, no, just another slutty song. I'm feeling like a real piece of shit right now, Tom, because I told Tommy I thought Franz Ferdinand would be a great addition because I thought people had more. Maybe I was just felt very persecuted as a high schooler. And maybe that's just where this all comes from. Is like, well, I like Franz Ferdinand. I have no idea. But it felt like people made fun of it. But I guess people yeah, what, pretty consistently. What sort of stuff did people say to you? They were just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> hey, hey, Franz Ferdinand fan. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> they just they dumped me. Now that I'm recalling, I think it was all me i was looking at um my mirror saying it to myself (laughs) (laughs) and now the truth comes out and i appreciate that (laughs) um let's go to facebook um we we got what do the people think yeah we got some comments uh here the first comment is uh quite a little joke from a man named jason (laughs) p leonard he says Take me out of this discussion. <laughs> Damn. Damn, Jason. Damn. You got our asses. Uh, Ethan Master says, dang, we talking about World War One up in here. Mm. And what's very frustrating is uh, then Timothy Hooper comes along and says, came here to make this exact same joke. So you know what, Ethan? Thanks for knocking. Thanks for getting it out of the way. That's a real gang of four friends, Ferdinand situation. <laughs> Maybe that's what I wasn't copying. I had the same idea. <laughs> but I was inspired by yours. That, that could be what happened is Gang of Four posted one of their songs on Facebook <laughs> and Grant Ferdinand came along and goes, Oh man, I came here to post the exact same thing. <laughs> and then they still just did it. <laughs> uh Josh Miller writes, the singer provided vocals. On World's Gone Mad by Handsome Boy Modeling School. That's it. Only good thing he's done. Damn. Damn. There you go. Yay. Someone hates my band. There you go. Jeff uh, Lefebvre uh, says, uh, this fire was a pretty great cut. So much of Franz Ferdinand's repertoire was just PlayStation 2 marketing music, and it worked well. That speaks to a lot of what you were saying earlier. Uh, Pete Stegemeyer says uh, they've got a great cover of Blondie's "Call Me," and uh, and Rick, uh, Raksha Takur says, um, or Thacker uh, says, and Gwen Stefani's "What You Waiting For." Mm. Uh, interesting. Um, Pat Sievert says, "Take Me Out" gets all the attention, but the whole first album is great. The second album is solid with tracks like "Walk Away" and "Do You Want To." Brandon Kirkman says they feel like 2004, and it's hard to say if that's a good or bad thing. I've gone back and re-listened to them a few times and still enjoyed it. Um, Zachary Boyce says "Take Me Out" was one of the last memorable music videos I caught on MTV before music videos weren't a thing anymore. That's uh, that's actually that's interesting. The music video is very interesting, yeah. Because it was they, right at the edge of the end of MTV being like a music video place. And it was a cool, like animated motion graphic-y, like cut mm-hmm. paper. And it was very in that, like everything is a 
from a, a um, letterpress type, like around that time that everybody mm. did for like fucking 10 years. No, I remember thinking that video was awesome. And then it's up, it was the same time as Float On and Modest Mouse is one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite. And uh, yeah, I thought that it was a very cool time for videos too. And it's funny that like now there was a while where I was like, it's weird they don't have music videos anymore. Like that's not like a thing. And then my girlfriend showed me a bunch of videos to things that I already liked that I didn't even know. I had no idea there were videos for. And uh, I felt very stupid. Yeah. What are you doing on YouTube, Tom? The whole time. Yeah. (laughs) And I've seen the, you know, the occasional one, but uh uh, yeah, almost every song you like, it turns out there's a pretty cool video too. What's <laughs> um, interesting, like, because music videos became instead of like a way to like get the song on the radio or on TV, now it, it became like the way for people to stream the music for free and not have yeah. to pay anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it just right. like turned into a weird reversal. Thing yeah. where it's like, no, we don't want you to have it. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Corey Clifford writes, their first two albums are among some of the best pop records of the 2000s, and I also got called a homophobic slur often for wearing their t-shirt in high school. I guess uh, they have a song about dancing with a sexy guy named Michael. God forbid. That's so weird. Like, I think it, that that would it's be... Like, like a, 2002 was... It was fucking different. Like they wouldn't let people kiss on Will and Grace. Like it was, well, you know, you weren't kiss on Will and Grace. Oh yeah, straight people, human people, but not. <laughs> Sorry, that's from living with Tyler too much. That's the joke Tyler always. Makes. Tyler, Tyler is coming out looking bad. Tyler's <laughs> really getting a bad rap on this episode. I believe past guest, right? Didn't he do? Um... Has he been on? I, don't I think he did. Sufjan. Like two years ago. You did rush. Yeah. Uh, have you guys not had him on for Sufjan? You should definitely have him on for Sufjan. Sufjan's dangerous because it's like, and also now that Tommy's got this hot tweet about Sufjan, I don't know. If, <laughs> if we, if we yeah, Tommy, you have rush. a hot tweet? I'm not going to read it out loud, but I will say <laughs> that I, it was a joke I said to Tom, and he said tweet it, and I tweeted it, and it was my most popular tweet ever. So, so I feel like I get half the credit. So just. <laughs> Divvy out those likes accordance. <laughs> Where's my clout? Uh, no, great tweet. Um, yeah, the oh shit, Wheeler Jane. No, uh, no, there you are. Okay. Yeah, we gotta have old Tyler Snot. Uh, of course, he'll he'll be canceled by the second this uh episode is done recording, so Perfect. it's hard to, to book him now, but um. Uh, we got a few more here. Uh, George Gordon says, I, I can't remember who said it or how it was said, but it always makes me laugh whenever someone talks about Franz Ferdinand, which is they're not bad, especially if you have never heard of Gang of Four. There's the Gang of Four take. And then there's another one in the in the comments too. But Nate, uh, Nate Fritzen says, the intro to Take Me Out is better than the rest of their catalog. I don't agree with that. I love Take Me Out, but I having heard these songs today i disagree with that i think that they have a great catalog um ethan stanislavski says how many times can you rip off gang of four in one album damn another uh joke about uh franz ferdinand uh the the man um and apparently they i don't know i, I don't like know. how these people are accusing franz ferdinand of not being imaginative enough when right, they all have right, the right. same <laughs> idea and joke. damn 
Um, do you know? I didn't. I didn't know this until today. Is the reason I ask. But I did not realize they were not named after uh, the actual Franz Ferdinand. They were named after a, a racehorse with the name Franz Ferdinand, which was named after Franz Ferdinand. That's kind of a. Annoying. That's got to be kind of a bullshit answer. That's such a. <laughs> And they liked the alliteration, which I understand. I, I like the it. Looks great in you know Futura and everything. Like yeah. everything had to be in two thousand four. So, sure. Um, um, yeah, I. Oh, that's such that's such a douchey answer to be <laughs> like, like we're not named after the dead archduke whose name is immediately recognizable. It was a horse we saw once. Like <laughs> exactly. Um, Nick Clerkin writes, I liked their 2009 dance rock album to- tonight. Solid grooves and songs that build well. What She Came For and Ulysses were standouts for me. Uh, both great songs. I, I liked that song that you put on there. And then I listened to Ulysses after I listened to the playlist. And I liked that a lot, too. And I realized I had heard it, but I liked it. Uh, rock should take her uh, or Thacker. Uh, different people say it different ways. Uh, uh she wrote there. Isn't that your last name? It's spelled differently, and um, <laughs> there are people. A lot of indie people go. It's it's Tacker, maybe. Um, so that, that that's probably it. Uh, anyway, she wrote. You could have. Uh, you could have. Fuck. You can You could have it so much better. Our fire. Uh, oh wait, their li- their live albums and are great, and the bonus tracks too. You could have have it. Are damn it. <laughs> I am so Did that mezcal hit or not enough? No, it's not even that. I've had one drink. I'm just like so tired. Uh, they've managed to sound different and sound like themselves better than many others. Constructivism inspired album artwork of their earlier albums is still some fantastic graphics. All right. Uh, yeah, their visuals like hit really hard, and as a graphic, like they were, they were one of the bands that made me want to get into graphic design because I was oh, like, wow. this shit works really so solid with their music and like creates a whole story that like i really love that sure um nick clerkin also wrote uh also for some stand by your band crossover potential ryan lewis of macklemore fame made this insane mashup and it's uh ryan it's tupac versus franz ferdinand Uh, it's called Pac versus ferdinand it's on the facebook here but you can also just google it I'm interested to hear that, but I, we don't have time to listen to it right now. But uh, I do, uh, I, I do like the sound of that as a very big Tupac fan. Um, Ron Trimbath writes: Living in the UK, you would think that this band, as well as Oasis, were still insanely popular all over the world. I've heard "Take Me Out" on the radio more times than I heard it back in the day. Not a bad thing, but it's funny when a song like "WAP" follows it. Also, <laughs> uh, they're big at soccer games. And uh, hmm. he said football and matches as well, uh, just to be more British. Um, Nick Lasica went to the Fallen and You're the Reason I'm Leaving are fantastic and still in regular rotation on my Circa 2009 iPod Touch. And damn, people are still flooding these. In. I'll just read like two more and then I think uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah, some more 2004 talk. <laughs> Guy Montgomery says, Good band. Please read this out. (laughs) 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 Um, Joshua 
John Voland writes, I never dove deeper into their music, but I always admired how Take Me Out starts as a straight-up Interpol clone, only to M. Night Shyamalan your bitch ass into a dance party. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's great. <laughs> Damn. Uh, somebody posted, I want to see what this is real fast. Uh, I hate Facebook right now. I no, what if it's just that scary people. face that pops up from this <laughs> Where it's like, look closely at this. There's a lady that goes like, bah! Uh, yeah, I don't remember the early internet. Oh, what a time. Uh, or right, destroyed democracy in our world. John Hardwick writes, any band that does an entire <laughs> album with Sparks is good in my book, even if that album wasn't the best for either band. Great comment section today. And you know what? Great time on the show. This was a nice time, and I appreciate you being on here, Jane. Uh, before we wrap up and give our review of the playlist, you get to give your final thoughts on this band. You have the floor. Uh, give us a moment of... Uh, what your final argument is on behalf of Franz Ferdinand. It might be repetitive. It might be derivative, but boy, is it good to dance your ass off to and look at somebody in a corner while you're soaked in whiskey and just make out. <laughs> That's beautiful. Beautiful words. About beautiful <laughs> uh, Tommy. Well, what do you what do you think of this playlist? I really enjoyed it. I um I haven't listened to Franz Ferdinand in a long time, um, and it was really nice. I don't think any of their music aged poorly. I think it all sounds really good. Um, you know, I personally from that era like you know Strokes, Narcos, Monkeys better, but this the songs are really good, and I think they're a really solid band. So I had a lot of fun listening to this, and they do such a good job of some of the Twitter pointing this out. Like they just really nailed danceable rock, in a, and kept it up in a way that like some people can have one danceable rock song, and then the rest of them are kind of ballads. Or, you know what I mean? Like they really were able to knock it out of the park with that style. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I think I really like all these songs. I, I uh, for a rating out of six, I would say to reflect like how I feel about them. I feel like four point seven five out of six is how uh, how I feel about old Francis Ferdinand. But I enjoyed listening to them. It's been a long time. Wait, you could do out of six? Yeah, so there's six, six songs. Songs, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what fucking scale is six? <laughs> uh, we did the UK scale. Sure. <laughs> Scotland bastards. The European six. <laughs> um. I heard your girl is a European six. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I told you I got ten ninety nine. That was to the listeners. <laughs> oh, I would love I that. To, like to use that to just be like, I'm like, you know, I'm like a six in Europe. <laughs> uh, me, I'm a New York seven, an LA nine, and a European six. <laughs> are you? <laughs> See, you better Brexit. <laughs> uh, I really like the music and. Um, if it weren't for Gang of Four, I'd be a big fan. But uh, <laughs> given that thirty seconds of Gang of Four music I listen to, I'm a huge fan now. And I know um, that you hate plagiarism, Tom. I know that that's like one of your number one pet peeves is just ripping things off. So true. No, I really liked this playlist. There's honestly nothing that I hated about it. I could listen to it again, and I will. And uh, it's yeah, it's fun dance music. I, I love Take Me Out. Um, and to, to your point, Tommy, about it not it not aging poorly, to, I think it aged 
it it it, it almost got better with time. Yeah. Like I think that it it aged so well that it's it's still really good. And uh, something like Michael, I may not have liked that song in two thousand four. I don't know. I was in high school. I was a dumbass. Maybe I would have been like. Oh, I don't want to hear this song about a sexy man. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, obviously, the times have changed, and I, now I just want to meet this Michael and see what his deal is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think this is a great playlist. I'm going to go five point seven five. I I really liked it. Oh, damn! Uh, I have no qualms with it. I just I I. It's very fun to listen to. I had a fun time hearing it, and uh, I. I, like I said, my voice is shot, so it sounds as if I maybe wasn't as excited this episode here, but I absolutely enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, 5.75. Uh, Jane, you also get to rate this playlist out of six. What do you got? Um, I'm going to, after listening to them all together, I think I'm going to give it like a 5.25, just because I think some of the, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't think of it as a playlist when I was pulling. I was just like, what songs really stand out to me? And, uh, and they are, they have more range than this, but mm. this is the, f- if I was going to do a dance party, this is the stuff I would put on for sure. Oh yeah. True. All right, cool. Uh, great episode guys. This was very fun. Great playlist. And uh, we got to wrap this up. Jane, is there anything you would like to promote? Um if you have jobs let me know what's up i might get fired <laughs> so you know i'm looking to do some art direction creative direction just i'm a good writer i'm funny ish so let me know oh, yeah no ish you're in luck oh. listens to this show <laughs> <laughs> trevor trevor uh, no has been begging Hey Trevor, up. I know you're listening. Uh, yeah. I I'd love to not talk to strangers. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, check out um, the I guess yeah the Patreon. It's a uh, three dollars yes. a day a month for bonus episodes every friggin' week. Uh, Tommy, is there anything else you want to plug here? No, no. Yeah, just uh, check out my album if you haven't yet, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and I will be at Go Bananas in Cincinnati at their outdoor little show uh, this very weekend alongside a friend of the show, Jeffrey Asmus. Uh, we're going to have a nice little time. That will be October I think, 16th, <laughs> and uh, I'll be at the Comet October 17th, uh, also in Cincinnati. And then Bloomington, I'll be at the Comedy Attic October 23rd and 24th, I believe, are the dates. So get out there, and you can see it online, all that good shit. Uh, all right, that'll do it for today's episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks again, Jane, and keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 